All right, well, All right. welcome back to welcome back to the Rub and Tub podcast. We got episode two uh, this week talking college football. We've got a new guest this week, Parker. What's up, Parker? What's up, boys? Thanks for having me. <laughs> Happy to be here. Virtually, of course. All right, we got a we got some Texas A and M. I think that we got to get out of the way first, Luis. Yeah, we'll we'll get that out of the way first. Um, yeah, just to establish some context, because not I mean it's not even not even just for viewers, but for Parker as well. So before we even get into like the weekend and like the game start, Cole gets his first audio hater after episode one uh, <laughs> goes up, and I've been saying all week like I'm not gonna reveal who it was until we started recording this um cole who do you think your first audio hater was first of all i have a pretty good idea of who it was okay but second of all i wore a special <laughs> shirt for him and for uh all the texas a&m listeners out there oh jesus and i wore this shirt for them right here <laughs> oh buddy specifically oh, for who i think it was i think it was emilio am i was it emilio yes it was Emilio, I, I and, fucking knew it. and I'm I'm I gonna go said ahead. That right after you texted it to me, I was like, "Bro, it's Emilio." I already know it's Emilio. <laughs> He's just a hater on everything, dude. I <laughs> Emilio, Emilio, <laughs> Emilio, Leo. I want to I want to preface this by saying I actually really like Emilio. I think he's a cool dude. We're friends, <laughs> but he's a hater. He's a hater. Shout out, shout out, shout out, Emilio, because this might be <laughs> this, this might be an ongoing feud for the duration <laughs> of this podcast, bro. I think you're about to throw some fuel on the fire too, <laughs> bro. Straight up, straight up. Um. <laughs> But yeah, no, this, that'll definitely be an ongoing feud. But and also to preface, I like did not say anything or even give any hints into who it could be. But I mean, Cole just like <laughs> nailed it. Like it was Emilio. Shout out to Emilio. I know you're probably gonna be listening to this, so I'm sorry if Cole's about to tear into you. But uh, yeah, but so Parker, uh, so he gets his first hater. Uh, you you predict correctly who it is, and uh, so this is. This is what I did. I, I took a couple of notes on what he said because I, I don't want to misquote him, Emilio. Like, I know you're probably going to listen to this, so I don't want to misquote you, but I did have to quote some of these um, so Cole could retort with whatever his immediate thoughts were on these quotes, these takes, and also <laughs> on the game itself because we know how the Miami A&M game. But some things – so I was on the phone – uh, at the gym the other day, and Emilio's calling me up, like talking good things on the podcast, and he goes, "Bro, Cole is a hater." <laughs> <laughs> so Emilio's under Emilio's under the impression that you despise Texas A&M, and that you're very biased. Quote quote You hate Texas A&M, and you're very biased. Was number one. The second who am, thing, I who am I biased about? Oklahoma? He thinks that you're biased against Texas A&M. The just against thing, Texas A&M? Well, yeah, he just thinks that, like, you and Hunter, like, were maybe too rough on Texas A&M. <laughs> but I would – I honestly might argue, like, to the contrary, because we didn't even say any – I don't think we said that many bad things about A&M. Like, we said, like, Jimbo Fisher, like, mid or, like, subpar coach, ended up being kind of proved right this weekend. But, you know, we'll dive into that in a little bit. But anyways, another thing he said, 
was that Texas A&M would go 12 and 0 with Oklahoma's schedules. He said that because he knows you're an OU guy. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he's referring to just this year's schedule or past schedules, but he said Texas A&M would go 12 and 0 with Oklahoma's <laughs> schedules. We play in the SEC. Our schedule sucks. And so, and so, dude, your impersonation of him is so <laughs> spot on. I don't even know who this guy is. Oh, <laughs> okay, yeah, good. I might, I might establish a little bit more context for Parker. So, this guy Emilio, he's one of my best friends from back home, back in San Antonio. Okay. okay. Uh, this dude moved to America in like the middle of high school, so that's why his accent is way thicker than you know someone like me who just grew up here. But anyways. Um, he said that he also said that when we were talking about Jimbo Fisher and calling him a subpar coach, that he's not a subpar coach. That he's and, not a subpar coach. And that the only reason it has not gone well for Jimbo, again, this is a quote, Emilio. So like, if you listen <laughs> to this and come at me later, like you said this, I wrote it down. That's all this is. <laughs> he said that he inherited a big mess from Kevin Sumlin. And that's why things have not gone well for A&M. There is a little bit of truth to that, in my opinion, but there's also, like, he's had, like, five or six years, in my opinion. I was going to say, but how long has he been the coach there? I think this is his sixth year, I want to say. Yeah, um, someone's guys aren't even there anymore. This is his sixth year. Yeah, so he's had five years now. Um, but anyways, I, I mean, Cole, this is your first audio hater, so I'd like to give you the chance to respond. I don't want to talk too much about it. So, I mean, this is your feud. Okay, first of all, I'm not I'm not even an A and M hater. I don't even dislike super dislike A and M. I mean, <laughs> we at least A and M and Oklahoma have one thing in common, and that's that we both hate Texas. Okay, so mm-hmm. like I don't, I don't really have anything against A and M. Do I think they're annoying? Yeah, I do. <laughs> but but like I don't like despise the people of A and M. I don't like despise their football team. Do I think that they underachieve? I think they do. Um, I wrote it down right here. Just because I, I did say I I took lots of notes. Um, <laughs> A&M, A&M has 12 five-stars on their team right now. Just from the past couple of recruiting cycles. I mean, what which year did they have the, the number one recruiting class, Luis? Was it 22? The number one recruiting class in history was last year. So last season, they were all freshmen, I believe. Okay. They have six five-star defensive linemen and a five-star DB, and they have four other four-star defensive linemen and 11 four-star DBs. So 12 four- and five-star DBs total. How many missed tackles did their secondary give up in this past game? You, I, could, I can't even count them. I tried looking for a number. like I couldn't find it, but I guarantee you it'd be, it, it would be over 30 if I had to guess, maybe even closer to 40. It, it um, was... Yeah, and and to say that Jimbo like it inherited a mess from Kevin Sumlin is such a weak excuse. I mean, am I am I wrong about that? Like, that's I feel like that's kind of weak. Like that was five six years ago. Yeah, it, Kevin Sumlin yeah. Had, had more than has absolutely to, like... zero footprint on this team. <clears throat> so I don't I don't understand that excuse. I mean, that's like that doesn't make sense to me. Do we, Luis? Do you have an understand. opinion on that? I do not understand this. Yeah, 
But What's yeah, up, I mean, do you want to talk yeah, about yeah. more a little bit more about the game? I, about again, like I was saying earlier, that was one of the games where I did watch at least like three and a half quarters. Um, so essentially the whole game and just what yeah, what you were saying, I did see a lot of Miami receivers just bouncing off of corners and bouncing off of dudes. I was telling, I was texting Cole earlier that those Miami receivers must have had like deflector fields or something because these these dudes could not tackle them for the life of them. Um, and this is also something I think Emilio even said it in this group chat that I was in. He was saying that their secondary was looking like TCU's out there, and I I wholeheartedly agree. Just because it was the same thing. Just like if it wasn't a blown coverage, it was just missed tackles. And then um, what was the stat that you said, Cole? That you you like saw like the yards after catch that Miami had. Okay, Tyler Van Dyke had 374 yards and five passing touchdowns, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, I saw from, a, from I think, two different uh, sites. Both of them were Aggie sites. Um, so I don't know which number is correct, but I'll give the lower number just to err on the side of caution. Out of the 374 yards that Tyler Van Dyke had, 246 of them came after the catch. That's unbelievable. 374 yards and 246 of them were yards after the catch. The other, the second Aggie site that I saw said that it was 286 yards after the catch. So I don't know if one of those was a typo, but at least 246 yards after the catch. Dude, that secondary not only had blown coverage over the top, but they just didn't wrap up. Like the amount of, you, you said it, the amount of Miami like receivers and running backs that were just uh, not necessarily the running backs, but in the passing game, the running backs were doing pretty well. But especially the receivers just bouncing off of AM DBs all game long. Mm. Like you can't you can't win a game like that. And there's no excuse because you have the talent. Did you watch the um like the very last touchdown Miami scored to basically ice the game? Uh remind me of it. It was like a third down or something. I think at that point they were still only up by one score, so at like seven or eight points. Guy catches it in stride. One guy misses a tackle, and then he straight off, straight up, like bounces off of the safety, and then runs another like forty or fifty yards for a touchdown. Like it was, yeah, it, dude. You like you should have seen me. I was watching the game at lot twelve before the TCU game, and uh, it, like he bounced off of him so hard that I like I. Ha- I burst out like laughing, like unintentionally, like I wasn't even <laughs> trying to make fun of them or anything, but I bounced off of him. And I was like, it was more so like just me making fun of whoever that corner safety was. Cause I was like, that was doxed. That was awful. Like you didn't even try Like he, sure. You went in and tried to tackle him or whatever, but he just let him bully you, like bounced off of him. Um, the way Chase's head will bounce off the canvas the next time I see him. <laughs> but yeah, whatever. We'll see, but we'll see, buddy. Next time you come in town, I'm digging that liver shot straight into your rib cage. But whatever, <laughs> that's a talk for another another time. But um, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that's my thoughts on the A and M game. I don't really think that there's much to say about it. Like they just underperformed. Um, the, I I don't know how you can say that like Kevin Sumlin still has a footprint on this team. That's like what I'm like most stuck on from what Emilio said is that like Jimbo inherited a mess from, from someone like, bro, that was six years ago. Okay. I, 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 
I, I will say this, like this is similar to Texas. And I was, we'll talk about Texas later because I was dead wrong on that Texas Bama game. But what I had said last week was that if you give Texas a quality elite head coach, they turn into a totally different team, a totally different program. They probably turn into a powerhouse again. But I think a and is in a similar situation. You know how I was saying last week, I don't think Sark is that guy. I yeah. don't think Jimbo is that guy for A&M either. And I think he had a great career at Florida State. I mean, I I went ahead and looked it up. He went 83. No, no, no. Jameis, Jameis Winston had a great, great yeah, career. Yeah, Jameis – well, yes. I, I've, you, I've gone on record multiple times saying that I think Jameis Winston made Jimbo Fisher's stock, like, way higher than what it should have been. But then I, rec- I went back and looked at his record. He went 83-23 and 23 at Florida State, and he had six 10-win seasons. I don't know how many of those resulted in like a New Year's Six win or anything like that, but I mean that's still pretty decent. So he goes from being eighty-three and twenty-three there, and now at AM his record is forty and twenty-one. Forty and twenty-two now after that Miami game. Like that's he's already ha- he already he's already essentially at the same loss total that he had at Florida State and he was there for what like eight seven eight years nine years like he was there for a minute um and I yeah I think my my opinion on him hasn't changed like I don't think he's that guy for them I think A&M will probably thrive a lot under someone else this might be the year where they finally fire him we'll see there's still 10 more football games for them to play so I don't know did you watch any of that Parker bro um you're talking about the A&M game yeah. yeah. Uh, I actually actually did succeed towards the end. I saw that. I know exactly what final touchdown you're talking about when he bounced right off that too, bro. Like, dude, no, that was that was quite ridiculous. That was quite ridiculous. But the the one game that I was actually really surprised by was um that Alabama versus Texas game. Yeah, like, dude. God damn it, dude. I mean, like, shit. what the? I know, I know we didn't want to see any of that. Um, that's Yeah, that's like the next game I guess we could talk about. But it's it's also like a perfect segue because how, like, what a terrible week for for the Emilios and GWs too. Like my, my so I have another buddy, GW. They're, they're both A&M mega fans. Like, you know, the A&M fan base, they're very passionate. And yeah. I, I kind of feel for them and sympathize because I've had those weeks where your team loses, and then one of your, like, biggest rivals has, like, a great game. Like, what a terrible week, bro. They they lose to Miami, and then Texas goes on and beats Bama and Tuscaloosa. And, I'll, I mean, I'll take my lickings now, dude. I was dead wrong on that game. Like, I really thought that Bama was going to pull it off. And I didn't watch much of the game. But, dude, I was coping hard, too. Like, I was ta- like my buddies will tell you I was in this group chat with them. And I was talking so much shit. I was like, nah, dude, Bama's just trash. Like, Texas ain't good. Like, they're trash. Like, screw them, bro. Like, <laughs> I was coping. But, dude, I went back and then I looked at the highlights again this morning. And A.D. Mitchell and Xavier Worthy, like, those yeah. two receivers they have, look really fucking good. Like, they look yeah, insane. Fast. And um, Quinn Ewers, I, I'm still not even super high on him, but – a lot of what, like, why he was so successful against Bama is just because, like, these weapons are finding themselves wide open and they're running the perfect routes. Look. <clears throat> so, yeah, and Luis, like, I was obviously wrong, too, last week about that game. Um, and I'll admit it, like, I was probably a little biased when I said that I think that Bama is going to win just because I am an OU fan. Um, but 
Texas did play really well. I'll 100% give them their flowers. They beat arguably like the most consistent team in America. All right. Especially at home. That was crazy <laughs> that they won that game. Um, and huge for that program too. But, and I, I hate saying this because like I, I, like I said, I do not want to take away from Texas's performance, but like, I feel like it definitely has to be mentioned that Bama did not look like the Bama of normal. They definitely, uh, yeah. they definitely were outplayed. Texas outplayed them, but it did not look like the same Bama that like we're used to. I've never seen Bama blow coverage over the top like that, ever. No, um, I've never, I've never seen them be beat that badly off the ball. Um, their defensive line was completely manhandled pretty much the entire game. Um, yeah, I mean, te- Texas won the line of scrimmage, and that was that's why they won the game. And they they beat their they beat Bama's DBs over the top pretty consistently. Um, Quinn Ewers' deep ball looked looked good. It did look good. Um, and there were question marks around his deep, his deep ball like after week one. So Dude, there was that good. one. There was that one touchdown. It was either I I want to say it was Ad Mitchell. And um, mm-hmm. it was like the perfect deep ball, like yeah. in stride yeah. in the end zone, like the the safety and corners had been burnt, and it was like the 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 trajectory on that ball too was like crazy high. I don't know how he threw yeah. that as perfectly as he did. So I mean, nice pass. obviously, like it's easy, like it, it's much easier to do your job when you have those weapons to throw at that are just getting open on every single route. And his oh, and even the O line, like the Texas O line, looked pretty good. Like they coped with. I mean, it's again just to like say what you're saying. It's not like the Bama that we're usually used to that goes like twelve and zero or even eleven and one. I still think it's a decent Bama team, so you have to give credit to Texas. But I mean, dude, they looked really good. And even on the defensive side of the ball, bro, like Milrow looked so uncomfortable for so yeah, much he of that did not game. Look good. And he looked amazing when he when he would scramble and rush for a couple yards. But when he had that's to That's like, all he could do. Yeah, that's all he could do. He had to do it because I mean, if, if he wasn't yeah, doing on, that, on the offensive side of the ball, like they just didn't they they couldn't move the ball consistently. I mean, Jalen Milrow is definitely not the quarterback that the quarterback play that Alabama is used to over the past, you know, several years with guys like, you know, I would say maybe going back to like AJ McCarron to, you know, Jalen, Tua, Bryce last year. Um, it just definitely wasn't like what Bama was mm. used to. Yeah. That, that was not the, that was not <clears throat> like, again, I don't want to take it away from Texas because Texas won that game and they played really well. They didn't, they didn't have any, you know, unforced errors. Um, but I, I, I do want to throw in there that that, that was not the Bama that like, I'm used to seeing. So, yeah. do you think that that game was almost like a like a like a statement game, really? Like that'll kind of carry on the rest of the season for Texas and maybe even for Bama. So I don't I don't know that that's a good question because, and it's tough to say this because something tells me I'm gonna get clipped right here <laughs> and I'm gonna be dead wrong about this because Texas might be really good this year. Um. But if like history repeats itself, Texas will lose two or three games now. They're gonna ride this massive dub 
a historic dub in their program, like in a turning point for their program. And they're going to, they're going to get high on themselves and they're going to drop a game or two to teams that they probably shouldn't drop a game to. But I, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I'm saying that that is a possibility because that is what's happened in the past. Um, Bama, Bama's got a tough schedule coming up. I mean, they've got, we just finished talking about A&M, but I mean, if A&M can maybe tackle a little bit better, they could beat Bama. Um, LSU had a bounce back week. They could very well beat Bama if they play like they did this week. Um, do they have, they still have Auburn on their schedule. Um, I believe they've got Ole Miss who just came off of a huge game. That could be big. Um, like Alabama could drop a few games. I don't think that that's out of the realm of possibility. And real quick, because the dogs behind me are getting a little loud, I'm going to let them out. Come on, Rocket. Rubbing for the dogs, for sure. They are <laughs> yearning for the rubbing tubs. <laughs> they, uh... I, I still think the, state, the biggest statement game was just Texas, dude. I mean, regardless of whatever we think, regardless, because regard, the way I see it is regardless of whether or not they like we think Bama is going to be a contender and they're going to be normal Bama or they're eight and four Bama, which has never happened in the Nick Saban era. Dude, to go into a place like Tuscaloosa, like it's not easy. And they did do they, in the words of Sonny Dykes, they did their job, bro. Like Quinn Ewers, yeah. 350, three tubs, no picks, no mistakes. AD Mitchell and Xavier Worthy, dogs. Um, I mean, I'm looking at the stats, bro, like all of their receivers, like uh, at least they had, they had three receivers with at least 75, uh, receiving yards. Like they were, they were just on the money and, um, yeah, rubbing tubs for Texas as much as I want to hate, hate to say that, but it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So. I got hit by a fucking car riding on a on a goddamn bird scooter. <laughs> yeah, on bird? bro. So, uh, yeah, on on like on like one of those like electric scooters. <laughs> hold Basically, on, hold on. Let's <laughs> let's tell let's tell all twenty of our listeners where you live first. <laughs> yeah, all right. Let's preface this. I live in San Francisco, bro. <laughs> all the, uh, yeah. Dude, and the the crazy thing is, is that like I got I got hit by this car, right? And like that wasn't even like I came home and I told my roommate it wasn't even like news to him. Like he was like he was like straight up, like he like straight up, he was just like he was like, oh damn, like welcome to the club because he's been hit by a fucking car too, bro. But uh, <clears throat> but basically, like all right, so liquor stores close at two a.m. out here. I don't know if that's everywhere, but they close at two. So it was about like one forty-five, right? And I'm like, dude, I got I gotta hit it before two, right? Um, so I hop on the scooter, and there's literally I'm going through this um this intersection, right? And there's this car waiting to turn left, and it's red. So I'm like, dude, fuck it, I'm gonna go around him, and I need to go straight. So I go on his left side and right as I start going by him, the light turns green and um dude, I'm fucking full speed. And this car just <laughs> turns and just clips me, bro. And I just go flying, dude. I just went flying off the scooter, like over to the front. And I'm just like and I'm just like laying there. I'm like sitting there for like a couple of seconds and the car just like stopped in the middle of the road, just like very like 
confused like what the fuck just happened and i'm just like oh my god bro and i go up to i go to get up and they just fucking take off they just took off down the hit and run bro just just took off i made it there by two though i did i did i did make it to the liquor store by two though (laughs) oh my god uh well thankfully it was uh it wasn't a, like, an actual bird like it was it was like it was like our like our own scooter like we have a scooter at our, oh, at okay. our place. Yeah, yeah 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 no but like no but like as the days went on i was like because i was pissed he took off but then i was like i don't know like could that could i be faulted for that bro <laughs> like i was driving to the wrong oh. side of the road running a red but oh you ran a oh i didn't hear that part <laughs> Well, like, it was like I was about to run the red, and as I started going, it just turns green, and he just starts going. Jesus. Either way, I went flying off that shit, bro. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm good now, though. I'm good now, though. I was sore. I was sore for a couple days, but. So you didn't, like, injure yourself or anything like that? No. Not not any serious no, nothing a couple of beers couldn't help um yeah i'm i'm in the, the like the inner richmond district it's 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 not it's not as bad as the other districts that you hear about uh on the news and shit all the meth heads <laughs> <laughs> all right since since we were just kind of talking a little bit about uh bama and texas and quinn Ewers, i'm gonna give you guys because i wrote down over here some notes um like my personal heisman watch and I, I bring it up because we just talked about Texas and Bama because someone from, from Texas is now in my Heisman watch. Um, all, <clears throat> all right. Here, here's, here's my list. Caleb is on it. Um, but my number one is, is, is Michael Penix. Penix. Michael Penix. Michael Penix. <laughs> Michael Penix. Um, 28 of 38 last, uh, just yesterday. 409 yards. Three touchdowns. And his passer rating was 185. Number two on my list also looked fantastic again. Bo Nix. Uh, 32 of 44. 44. Uh, 359 <laughs> passing yards, two touchdowns, passer rating of 156. And a dub against Texas Tech. In Lubbock. Number three, Quinn Ewers. 24 of 38, 349 yards, three touch, three touchdowns, and a passer rating of 166. Number four on my list is Caleb, Caleb Williams, 19 of 21, 281 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, and this is crazy. He had a passer rating of 250, um, and he also had a rushing touchdown to go with it. My number five spot, I have a tie between two people. Sam Hartman, 15 of 24, 286 yards, four passing touchdowns, and a 217 rating. And then tied with Sam Hartman at number five, I've got Shadour Sanders, 31 of 42, 393, two touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown, passer rating of 168. Dude, dude there so was a dog again this week. Michael Penix, Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix, Quinn Ewers, Caleb, and then at the five spot, a tie between Sam Hartman and Shadour Sanders. Dude, I, I like that. I know that I'm list. a hater for this. Yeah, that's a good list. What I was going to say is I know I'm a hater for this, bro, but I'm just waiting for, like, 
I feel like Colorado is going to fall off, but like I figured, bro, like, I don't know. Dude, I don't know, bro. I just, I don't know. I just, I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking I'm just a hater for it, to be honest, but I, I don't know. I just, I just expect them to fall off eventually, bro, but they just keep like doing all the right fucking things, bro. Playing like, playing really well. Well, I, I want to even look bad. I want to say, I want to say something. I want to say something like Colorado will lose games. Like, yeah, like we're, no one's expecting them to go 12 and 0, but I wouldn't necessarily call it a fall off when it does happen because they will most likely, like the games that they need to win, they will probably win. Like they have a tough schedule and they'll probably end up going, like my prediction, I I think they'll probably go six and six at least. Like that's probably reasonable maybe. I was Um, thinking more eight and four. Like that, yeah. Like if you if you take like their ceiling or take the positive approach, they can go eight and four. So like, yeah, they probably won't be like a top fifteen team consistently. But the like the reason it won't be considered as much as a, a like of a fall off is because they went one and eleven last year. That it's a totally new team. They do have like a decently tough schedule. It's more so just like seeing like how good can they do in year one. So if, dude, if they go eight and four, they should be ecstatic. Like based on on how the last twenty years have gone, or how the last even I mean the last ten years, they they should be happy with anything better than six and six. I think they'll probably go six and six, seven and five, because I do think there's like games on their schedule that they'll most like most of those they'll drop. But I don't. I mean, I don't yeah, know. I think, dude, I think if they reach five hundred, I think if they reach five hundred, that's a that's a dub for them. Yeah, because like I mean, no people, like they're two and zero, oh, and they've beaten two teams that are probably not going to be super, super good. TCU, like, we'll still find out, like, later, I guess, how good we are. Um, My expectations have been kind of tampered based on the last two games. But – and I know Nebraska's, like, always terrible. And Nebraska's a terrible football team. Like, there's so much fun to make fun of. They're, it's hilarious. Like, dude, Sims – I was texting Cole, bro. Like, I don't know Jeff how – Sims, oh, my God. I don't know if, if you, if you uh, Parker and Chase, if you guys watched – that whole game Baylor and I were here watching it like at my place and um the Colorado, Colorado Nebraska. Nebraska and I'm yeah, gonna yeah, I'm gonna give going. I'm gonna give credit to to Colorado because they looked good and I'm gonna give credit to Shadur because like at the end of the day throwing for how much did he throw for uh 393 393 after, with two touchdowns dude, and a like he, he threw for 500 plus and now 393 like I don't care who you're playing that's not easy to do right like it's not no. super easy to do like there's he's still playing like a dog um. He yeah, but anyways, what I was about to say too. about Nebraska, I was texting Cole about this during the game, or I was texting somebody, and I was like, "Dude, is Sims the worst like, quarterback oh in Power God. Five? Like, he was so bad. <laughs> probably the worst starter. He's probably not the worst quarterback, but he Even, might be I the mean, worst starter. It was so bad, dude. Even the commentators were spitting on him. They were like, "Bro, like Matt yeah. Rule." You might have to find another quarterback, bro. Like this guy's literally playing like a bot. Like he's yeah, not he's good. Bad. Let me let me look at his stat line. <laughs> Luis, the I'll add to that real quick because I I sent you a text about this and I'll just kind of paraphrase it. Because you you made a comment about your about Emilio and GW and all those gear A and M friends like upset because they stormed the field after game one. Oh yeah, they were really I mean, first upset of all, about hold on, that. They went one and eleven last year. They're two and zero. It's a brand new coach. It's a new culture. A coach with a lot of hype around him. Your football team has been irrelevant since the dawn of time. Okay, 
They've never. When was the last time Colorado had a good football team? Well, they won the Natty I mean, like the, they in the, like the nineties, didn't they? Okay, they had one good team. I think that was the the lone year that they won the Big Twelve too. Um, they had a lone good year. All right, but for the wildly overwhelming majority of time, they've been a irrelevant program. For you to come in and dominate the national champion runner-ups in week one, and then come out in week two and bully granite they are a wildly irrelevant team since for the past few decades they are still a blue blood to bully nebraska in week two that's cause for celebration i feel like if you're colorado like i don't care if you're a fan of it or not like that's that's cause for celebration because they're playing really well right now and this is something that they've really never seen I mean, can you like, see? Can you see my screen? Yeah, you're good. Yeah, I'm. I'm just pulling like their record over the last. Yeah, like they have not had a very good 21st century. They had one year. They had one year in 2016 that was all right. They made it to the Alamo Bowl and yeah, lost there. I mean, but beyond that, bro, they haven't made a bowl game since 2016, and they've gone five and seven three times, four and two. They made four a bowl and eight. game in 2020. Well, yeah, but that was COVID year, and they went four. I mean, and two. It, it doesn't doesn't change the fact that they've been an irrelevant program forever, really. Like it doesn't change anything. No, I, mean, I, I they were dude, they were really upset about. There's like, cause for celebration there. Yeah, they like they. I I said I told them I didn't have necessarily a problem with it, just given the context of like it's Prime's home debut. Yeah, it's like the like this is the most excited they've been about their program in a long time. They went one and eleven, just like you said. Um, they're two and zero. Like, granted, it was TCU and Nebraska. Like, it's not like they went out and beat Georgia and Bama, but still, like, they there's cause for celebration there, and I'm I'm fine with it. I just I think it's funny though that they were trying to gatekeep like field rushing. You and know why in- they're upset? You know why they're jealous? Of it? They're jealous about it. That's what it is. That's why they're upset. That's why they don't like it. It's, it's because it's because Texas A and M has been a program that has had an insane amount of hype around them for a while and they've done nothing with it. So when they see other programs have a bunch of hype around them and then actually live up to that hype, it's called jealousy. Well, That's dude, I, I'm, man enough, I'm man enough to admit I've been very tired as well with like all the prime propaganda being thrown in my face, but I can't do like, I can't hate on it too much. Because like I get it, like you've you've been terrible forever. Like I've seen I've seen my school like rush the field, in, like when we've had a terrible season, and then we we knock off someone that like isn't amazing, but like we still knock them off, and like it's cause for celebration. Like go do like go storm the field, do whatever you want. But I I did think it was kind of funny. There's this one friend who's also another Aggie fan. His name's Jack. Jack shout out Jack Pant. Um, he was the most vocal about it, about how he was like, this is stupid. Like, they should not be rushing the field. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, just let them have fun. Like, just like, let them, let, let them cook, bro. Like, come on. Like I said, it's a, it, even though they've been, you know, pretty irrelevant for a while, like Nebraska is still a blue blood. Mm. Like you're, a, you're a, a program that's on the come up that has been, like I said, irrelevant. And you just beat the Natty runner-ups and then a blue blood in back-to-back weeks. Like that's that's awesome if you're Colorado. Yeah, like that's like, I mean, if you're 
if you're I'll use Arizona State as an example because I live in Arizona. Like if you're Arizona State and you all of a sudden do that, you know, you beat a ranked team, natty runner-ups, and then you turn around and you beat a freaking blue blood the next week. Like that's cause for celebration. Like that's cool. Like I don't Rub, blame you for celebrating. Rubbing tubs for Colorado and Prime as much as I hate to say that just because I'm tired of all the propaganda, but dude, they earned it. I mean, it's – dude, I was – such a big Dion hater over the last couple months in the off season, but I don't want to say no. He has proved me wrong, actually. Like I, I was like, dude, this guy yeah. is not going to be a good coach. All you need at Jackson State is better athletes and better recruits, and like you're gonna, you're guaranteed to win. But they have, like, yes, again, it's TCU Nebraska, but they outcoached and beat both of those teams. Like it's not like they fluked their way past it. Like they beat them and outcoached them. They out, dude, like and the Matt two Rule's coaches, coach the either. two coach, yeah, I was going to say, that's, that was my next point. The two coaches behind those teams <clears> were Sonny Dykes, who was the national coach of the year last year. Yeah, bro. Um, I think they have cause for celebration. And then what I was saying is that, yeah, the two coaches that he's beaten, like Prime has beaten, it's national coach of the year, Dykes. And then it's Matt Rule, who he's not, I mean, he's not Bill Belichick, but he's also not like some scrub, you know, like he did great yeah. things at Baylor and he'll probably, I mean, it's not been hot for Nebraska, but I'm sure he'll help them out a little, a little bit too. So we'll see, but yeah, bro, I, I've eaten my words with Colorado and prime so far. On the, top, on the topic of Nebraska real quick, I'll make this short. Matt roll teams have always performed per, uh, poorly in their first year. I mean, he performed poorly at Baylor um, where was he at? Not the Panthers, but where was he at before he was at Baylor? Um, um let me look it up. Go ahead. He was at Temple. Sorry. Okay. His first year at Temple, I just couldn't remember who it, who it was. His first year at Temple, they performed poorly as well. Um, so like Matt Rule teams have historically performed, like it's taken a year or so to get his system under, under control and Dude, under the players' belts. I'm pretty sure his first year at Baylor, they went one in 11. Yeah. Yeah, no, they were terrible his first year. They were awful. And then the next year, or they went to, like, a Big 12 title game. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, I'm remembering now, like, uh, Aranda is the one who won them their Big 12 title. Now that I think about it, like, Matt Rule was gone. But he had still turned that program around, and I'm but pretty sure they won. didn't take them to the title. He, yeah, I think they did go to a Big 12 title game, and then I'm pretty sure they, they – lost to Oklahoma. Yeah, and then I they also went to a New <laughs> Year's Six. So – I mean, it's not, again, like, rule isn't some scrub. But I don't know, man. That's my thoughts on Colorado. I think they'll be decent. I think they'll probably go 6-6, six and 7-5, six, maybe 8-4 and four if they're, like, very, very lucky. But, I mean, I, like, you have to take them somewhat seriously. Like, we can't yeah. – I can't make fun of them anymore. I Especially, I mean, they beat us. They beat TCU, so. I'm looking at my fantasy team right now, and uh... – Oh my gosh, Chase. What did I tell you, dude? I told you that Brandon Ayuk was a good pickup for me. And what were we saying is that he's yeah, so he has, inconsistent. He has two touchdowns. Yeah, he has two. Bijan's playing well. Bijan's got a receiving touchdown. Gosh dang it, Luis. I'd be beating you right now. Am I beating actually, you? I, I honestly have not checked any of my scores. I actually am beating you. Um, But... Oh my gosh, dude! I should have started. I, I thought about starting Brandon Ayuk too. Jordan Addison has a touchdown too. 
Bro, if they can keep this up, my fantasy bench looks good. Yeah, bro. I've I've like I've always been a Niners fan. They also just re-signed Bosa. And Bosa, like, dude, that's like a huge key, bro. Huge key. Like uh, Yeah, God. Cardinals might be the worst team in football this year. Actually, dude, not saw- right. I'm pretty sure they are. They I'm, are. Dude, I think I don't think they're favorited in a single game. No. Like, point spread. That's I, crazy. I actually think that there are multiple college teams that could probably beat what they put out there every Sunday. Um, like, Arizona looks terrible, and that kind of sucks. Yeah. I'm, I live here, I'm a, and I also love Marquise. I love Kyler. Like, hey, but the I'm price big, of tickets might Cardinals start guy. going down. Yeah. <laughs> I probably could get some cheap tickets. Yeah. I probably could. They're going to drop. Hey, cool. Yeah. How far? How far is like ASU and, or just ASU, I guess, from Scottsdale? Well, ASU has so many campuses. Um, so like from where I'm at, uh, the main Tempe campus is probably an hour away from me, and then their second largest campus, which I I believe it's their second largest campus, is the downtown campus, and that's about forty five minutes away. It's in downtown Phoenix. Parker and I were talking about doing something. Parker, you should try and come out here too. I don't know if I yeah. want to go out there and get hit on a bird scooter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but actually, bro, but, that, but dude, that'd be fun. If we, Niners don't even fun. play in San Francisco. They play like an hour. Yeah, yeah. They play like in Santa Clara, like an hour south. Mm. Yeah. They play in the nice part of, of, of San Francisco <laughs> slash Oakland. It's the wild west out here, bro. It's the wild, wild west. It out really here is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Let's get let's get Baylor's reaction to the to the Izzy fight last night. Oh Jesus! Bro. Yeah, like, I low key kind of want to talk about that too. Dude. Uh, Parker, did you did you watch the fights last night? Yeah, Still. bro. I I had I had a I had a parlay going. But it didn't hit. But bro, I can't. How the fuck did Izzy lose? It feels like a like a sick dream, bro. It, it seems like a sick joke. I want to point this out because I think that. Uh, wait, Parker, did you watch the whole fight? Uh, the Izzy fight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then you can attest to this because we're the only two people here that watched the fight. <clears throat> um, I don't think that I've ever seen a more dominant yet like defensive performance in a championship fight in the UFC. You're I mean, talking, you're talking his, about Sh- like, Sean. Yeah. I'm talking about yeah, Sean. 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 He was like, he, he wasn't even really active, but he was yeah. so defensive. And because he was so defensive, like he just, he controlled the cage for 25 minutes. Yeah. And no, I, no, I completely he agree. just looked like- dominant. By being defensive, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm, dude. I don't know, bro. That that shit. That I, I didn't believe that that was real after like. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Okay, wait. You, the the new AP poll just dropped. All right, let's uh let's go over it. While dude, we, while Colorado's number seven. No way. Nah, I'm Holy fucking with you. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Hell no. <laughs> Texas what is, is what? No way. Okay, no, that's the type of propaganda I will not stand for. Like, there's no way, I, like, you give them a first place vote. Uh, I mean, 
I don't know, Luis. I mean, no, I dude. I, I, I dude. I I just spent so much time giving them credit and recognizing that they could be legit, but I refuse to believe that they should get a first place vote. Colorado moves Oklahoma. past Oklahoma. Yeah, it's a uh, Oklahoma is nineteen and Colorado is eighteen. Clemson Clemson fell out. I mean, in the oh, second yeah. half Clemson they still did. Clemson did not look pretty. They still won by quite a bit. They like, came back yeah. in the second half. They did. They pulled away, bro. But they, it was like 14-14 after the first quarter, and then it was like a close game for a significant portion of time. And I just – I switched the channel. I stopped watching it. I was like, this is this team is terrible. Like, I don't think – that. even one of the commentators made a great point. He was saying, like, the thing that made Clemson good was they had good players, like good athletes, and, like, you just don't really see that right now with them. No. Like, you, you don't see, like, studs – that they like used to have. Like remember when they had um like ETN, I mean even even Hunter Hunter Renfro, um, like they had just dogs and studs, and like I don't see that there anymore. Hey boys, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the restroom real quick. I'll be right back. You guys keep talking. Right. Can you take the podcast with yeah, you talk, to the bathroom? Talk shit about me. I want I want you guys to talk shit about me. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Up. <laughs> thanks for that james honestly i want to talk about tcu really quick because i haven't even gotten a chance to say anything about them i i made dude i like i was so pissed off the whole game just because they did not look as good as i thought they would be but maybe i was being a little too critical because i was i had a couple beers and like I was just mad in general, I guess, from the the last week. Um, I didn't realize Chandler Morris went for like twenty six of thirty and threw for like two sixty something. Um, I was also super critical of the backup quarterback because when he came in for his two snaps, he threw. A... <laughs> Dude, Cole knows. I was texting. I'm gonna read the tanks. I'm gonna read the tanks. <laughs> <laughs> I was, dude, Parker. I, I, this kid comes in. For like Chandler's helmet comes off after like a, a great drive. Like we're driving down the field, first and goal. His helmet comes off, so he has to set out a play. And um we throw in the backup to like hand it off. First snap he's in, fumbles the ball. We lose it. I like <laughs> we literally lose the ball, bro. And I'm looking at Baylor, I'm like, Are you fucking kidding me, bro? Like, who is this guy? And then uh he comes in towards the end, like once the score is like forty one six or whatever because I wanted to give him some reps and he just throws like the worst pick I've ever seen. And I start texting Cole and I'm like, dude, dude, like, nah, bro. Like this, this guy, like, bro, if, if Chandler Morris gets hurt, like TCU's going 10 and two, like, or, or two and 10, like we are so like, he is so bad. He's so bad. And like, granted, I did have like a couple beers, like at that point when I was texting him. Um, but Cole, yeah. Do you want to just like read these text messages? <laughs> he, he said, he said, first of all, oh, shout God. out to Josh Hoover. Um, he said, dude, if Chandler Morris gets hurt, TCU is going three and nine. Josh Hoover is the worst quarterback ever. Dude, Josh <laughs> Hoover in his first two drives had one fumble on first and goal and a terrible pick just now. It pissed me so, it pissed me off so much. I told our group that we're leaving. We just left the game because Josh Hoover went into the game. Um, he said, he said, no, bro, I'm serious. He's that bad. 
Remember when Bevel came in for Oklahoma in the Texas game? He's worse than that. <laughs> he had three snaps and managed two turnovers within those snaps. Like, he is bad, bad. And then he said, <laughs> this is the golden part. He said, I have never played anything other than kicker for one year in high school. I kid you not, I am better than Josh Hoover. You were a kicker in high school? Dude, I was so mad. I literally, I was, again, dude, I was like way, I was way too critical. Like, cause I mean, it, it happens, bro. Like you, you, you fumble the bar, like you throw a pick, like whatever. And I was just like, I, I, I don't know how many beers I'd had at that point. Like I'd had a couple, I was tipsy. Um, and then I went back and looked at his stats and I mean, it was, it was like, it wasn't awful. It wasn't Davis Bevel numbers, but I mean, he went. <laughs> He went two for three. David Bevel didn't have any numbers. He no, didn't even throw the ball. This guy almost didn't have numbers either. He went two for three for 50 yards, one touchdown, one pick. And, like, that was it. Like, we didn't see, like, anything else other than that. But I was just so mad. I was just so frustrated because, like, the game wasn't going the way I wanted it to. Like, I wanted to win by, like, 80. And we, like, we still won 41-6. Like, that's still, like, a decent amount of points, right? But I was just so pissed because we would be going for it on third and fourth down. And it looked like Sonny – Cumby was back like play calling like there was there was like not that like the play calling was not that good and then I had to put it into perspective this morning I was like all right well like they were playing nickel state like maybe they were just trying to test out like what does work and what doesn't work and like now they know like what is what not to do once we start playing like better teams but dude yeah I'd, I'd had a couple of beers it, it was a fun game though like it was I was surprised at the amount of people that still showed out, like the student section and like everyone was still there even after the loss last week and even it, with it being nickel stay, like it was fun. So I think, Cole, whenever you visit for that BYU weekend, it'll probably still be a lot of fun. Yeah, I hope it's fun. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to that game. God, I'm so upset, bro, because Jordan Addison Dude, has 14 points. Brandon Ayuk has 25 points, and they're on my bench. Dude, Joey I am has still- 1.44 points. What the fuck? Jeez. Yeah, they're getting their ass beat. That's not good. Ten ten zero. I guess not ass beat, but yeah, bro. Uh, Deshaun Watson rushing touchdown. Well, anybody got anything else that they want to talk about today? I was hoping for a for a chase story. I. That's what we were all hoping for. <laughs> 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 oh god uh, bro james is my dog i appreciate it <laughs> all right i think it's uh i think it's maybe time for a for a tub of the week i concur so parker we do these uh we yeah we, we do these uh, tubs of the weeks at the end of the episodes and it's basically just like a highlight of your week like something good that happened whether it's like a, a game that you watched or like a bet that hit or just like a just a, a happy moment in life. Uh, I mean, I honestly, I yesterday I started out pretty well gambling with the <laughs> Colorado minus two point five. I'm not gonna lie, I hit pretty big on that. Hit pretty pretty big on that, and then, uh, yeah, it it started it started off. It did not. Or yeah, I was gonna say I guess that was like Tuesday that that happened. So <laughs> almost a week. Luis, what uh, you got a time of the week, buddy? Um, I was 
very uh, fortunate that I got to go to another football game and finally see my team win again. Um, had a great time this weekend. And then I was also kind of happy yesterday, last night, when I was driving back to Dallas from Fort Worth because Cole was texting me the live updates of the Izzy fight. And I had said before, like, I I usually root for Izzy, but I wanted Sean Strickland to win just because I think he would be the most entertaining champion in the UFC, like, from a shit-talking standpoint. Yeah. And so <laughs> I was really surprised to hear that he, like, won four rounds to one, maybe even five to zero. So I, I still haven't gone back and watched the fight, but I was I was kind of happy with that, how that ended. So, yeah, that's mine. I'll kind of carry off of that because that was going to be my tub of the week. So I'll add a little bit to it. I'll add like a supplementary tub of the week. Um, oh, God, I should not have said supplementary. It's not my wife's going to kill me. Uh, but anyways, uh, my, my tub – well, uh, never mind, never mind. My tub of the week was going to be the Izzy, the Izzy-Sean Strickland fight because Sean Strickland is for the people. I love Sean Strickland. He's the people's champion, and God bless America. Um, but because Luis just kind of said that as well, Another tub of the week for me. I'm going out to, to dinner tonight with my wife, and that's always cause for celebration. So if my wife is listening, I love you. Um, hey, yeah. <laughs> Bro, I told you, like, you can't make enemies with that guy. <laughs> he said, he said, get your veins and energy out. <laughs> Get your bands up for yeah, episode we'll three next up. week, all right? It'll be a, a secret. Wild card. We we are we already know. We already know who's coming on. Remember, I told you guys. I was going to say, he sent it in the... He, Shh. He yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say it's who. I'm not going to say who, but you did, you mass, did say. You did say. Guest. It's a massive guest. He's big, big time. Big He's time James Okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Robin Tubbs, episode two. If uh, <laughs> if anyone made it this far, thank you guys for listening. Episode two. Sure. Thank you. Thank you, Rob.